Hey, y'all out there. This is Bo Billingsley, the voice of Jet Black and the Fourth Raikage. You're listening to The Night Nerd. Stay tuned because all kinds of good things will be happening. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit of history. This week, we're celebrating the announcement of the release of the Snyder Cut. I just realized that that's a lot of of this, of this, of this. It's a rabbit hole, but that's what podcasts are for, rabbit holes. Um, We've looked at what a director's cut is. We've looked at what uh, other comic book movies have been affected by director's cuts and all this. And so many really neat things. Like, I've already learned a lot this week. And tomorrow, we're going to have Mark from the DC Cinematic Minute on and talk about it. Because he's a big DC guy. And as soon as I made the announcement, I reached out to him. Because I was like, man, I want to hear your thoughts on this. And it's it's a really good interview. We had a lot of fun. But before we get there, I want to take a look at the history the the story so far previously on X-Men that whole thing of Snyder's Justice League and how we got over the last 3 years from point A to where we are now so it all started back in um 2017 when Justice League came out so Zack Snyder was he had done pretty well with Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice. And he was going to do a Justice League trilogy. So, okay. Things were going well. Uh, they kind of put him in charge of overseeing some other stuff. You know, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and everything. And so, he was the the guy. So, Justice League started filming in April of 2016 and ended in that December. Well, afterwards... There was a lot of stuff that went down. Um, first off, the runtime. The CEO of Warner Brothers at the time said he did not want it to be over two hours long, which I think is dumb. But So he had to go back in there and kind of redo some stuff. Um, they And then they wanted it to be more like the Avengers. So they brought in Joss Whedon, who wrote and directed the Avengers and Age of Ultron, and he worked with Snyder, rewrote some things, okay? So Snyder's trying to fix this and doing everything along the way. And during this time, uh, his daughter, Autumn, committed suicide. And he kept working, much like to his credit. I mean, I don't know how anybody could do that, but he kept working. And he said it was to kind of distract himself and everything, but... Eventually, he stepped down. In, in May, he stepped down. And his wife was producing it. She stepped down, too, and, and left. It's at this point that Warner Brothers said, all right, Whedon, you're director now also. And he went through. They said he did 80 pages of rewrites. And if you don't know, kind of the, the general idea is in a movie script, one page equals one minute of film. I mean, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but on average. So that's 80 minutes. It's almost an hour and a half. And 
supposedly they cut out 90 minutes of Snyder's footage. Now, most of this was footage that was already filmed and done, or not done in post, but it was filmed at least. And they wanted to brighten it up a little bit. So they brought in Danny Elfman, got rid of Junkie XL to do the soundtrack, and the movie was released. Now, and you can go back and listen to the podcast for when Justice League came out. A lot of people were complaining that the movie was Whedon versus Snyder. And like you could tell the, the, the different visions. And while I agree with that, there's also, a, a, you know, the enemy of my enemy in that I feel like Whedon and Snyder still kind of were on the same page. But Warner Brothers was telling them what to do. And so Whedon was kind of in a, a weird spot. I think Whedon gets a bad rap in this whole scenario. You know, he had done the Avengers movies. They were great. I mean, game-changing films that would lead to, you know, the highest-grossing movies of all time. And Warner Brothers tried to copy that, and so they brought him in. And, you know, he was trying to do his thing, but also saw Snyder's vision. But it it was a weird spot, you know. I think it's just studio interference. It's basically what it what it is. Well, movie didn't do too hot. Supposedly, it lost Warner Brothers sixty million dollars. That's a lot. I mean, yeah, I don't care what budget you're on. Sixty million is a lot of money. So they kind of went away from Snyder's vision. Well, pretty much as soon as the movie came out, we saw the hashtag release the Snyder cut, and they did petitions and everything. Petitions that got over 180,000 signatures. But what's interesting is during this, so here we are, we're in November of 2017, we're at the end of 2017. Nobody knew that there was a Snyder Cut. They just figured, hey, Joss Whedon came in and we can visually see differences here throughout the film. So there's got to be a Snyder Cut. And they use Superman 2 as kind of the platform as an example of, you've done it before, let's do it again. Snyder's released, you know, BBS, Watchmen, almost every movie he's ever made, he's released a, an extended cut on home video. So there's got to be the Snyder cut. Well, then members of the cast and crew started getting involved saying, oh, yeah, check this out. The Snyder cut needs to happen. We loved it. Um, just, yeah, look at it. And then November of 2019, just a few months ago, made a big push all over social media. And this was when you had Jason Momoa, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck even joined in. It was like, release the Snyder Cut. So when your three, you know, three of your main stars are like, hey, you need to do this. Obviously, something's going on. Kevin Smith said, it's great. They need to release it. Rob Liefeld, Robert Kirkman, Jerry Ordway. A lot of the you know, big creative types were championing to release the Snyder Cut. Now... There were some people, uh, doing some research for this, some people who didn't think you should release it. Now, the person the name kept coming up was Sean Robbins, who's the chief analyst for Box Office Pro. And basically, Sean's argument was, well, there's not going to be enough money to be made on it. You know, there's not enough people, blah, blah, blah. It's all from a financial point of view, whereas everybody else is from an artistic point of view. So you can guess... Where I put Sean Robbins' opinion in that. I mean, nothing against Sean. I don't know Sean Robbins. I probably never meet them. But 
I'm sure great at what they do, but I'm going to take the artist side on this one. So it, it was a big, big push. And up until this point, you know, fans had been pushing. They were running out advertising space. They were flying banners around Comic-Con. They were uh, all sorts of things, letter writing campaigns, doing all of this stuff. And most of them were going about it in a good way. They set up, um, I think it was a GoFundMe, I can't quite remember, where you donated, half the money went to advertising for release of Snyder Cut, and the other half went to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So I kudos to them. I think that is amazing. They've raised over $150,000 for the suicide prevention, and that that's beautiful. I, I think that's wonderful. But there is, as always, there are some other fans out there who are being jerks, like online, internet, toxic jerks, who are harassing executives, who are people who don't want the release of the Snyder Cut. They kick them out, you know, run them off Twitter. They don't, they're just rude and horrible, horrible people. I don't encourage that. If you're a longtime listener, you know, yeah. Um, but the good fans, the good people, they're doing all this stuff to raise awareness for the Snyder Cut. And again, you know, so th- this is flashback a little bit. We don't know if it exists. Um, there are even people who are like, it's a pipe dream. It's never going to happen. Then March of 2019, uh, no, April, sorry, April of 2019, Snyder released a picture of some boxes and on it, it said ZSJL director's cut with the caption just saying, is it real? Does it exist? Of course it does. So that ramped everybody up. And with that, that's how you got to last year where you had all the cast and crew tweeting out about it, talking about it, and really making that big push. So with that, Warner Brothers, DC, HBO, everybody, the whole gang was like, well, let's think about this. Let's reevaluate it because there's been a few different chairmen and some mergers and everything. So Zach and his wife invited the executives to their house. It's like, hey, just come over and watch it. They watched it. He pitched it. You know, he was like, "Ah, we can release it as a four-hour movie. I can re-edit it to cut it down into episodes. We we can make this happen. And everybody was so impressed. They're like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Here's some money. Boom. Then we had the COVID-19 panic and kind of set everything back a little bit. But he's still been working on it and been doing all these things, trying to finish up all the sound and CG and all of it. Um, I can't, I can't wait. And it was officially announced last week that it's coming to HBO max next year that we've already got some posters and things. Supposedly they're working on a trailer. I, I don't know. We'll see. It would be interesting to see what, what that trailer looks like. You know, I mean, even when I say tonally, the, the movie was different. I mean, it's down to the color palettes. Whedon went in there and made a bunch of stuff red that was black and just changed a whole lot of things. Um, spoilers. We're going to get some possible spoilers real quick. So if you don't want to know spoilers for Snyder's Justice League, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. If you're still around, supposedly there's almost a dozen characters 
major comic book characters that were taken out. Iris West, the Atom, um, Cyborg's mom, Volko, the Willem Dafoe character, shows up in this movie. Uh, Darkseid, Dasad, um, Martian Manhunter, all these people, um, Hegra, Zeus, Lex Luthor, so, so many other people show up. And you get more info about Flash and Aquaman and Cyborg. And Cyborg actually has a story arc in this movie. It's crazy. I'm, and I haven't seen it, I don't know, but I'm willing to bet it's going to be like Clark Kent in Dawn of Justice. You know, Clark Kent was barely in the theatrical cut of Dawn of Justice, but in Snyder's release of it, he has a big, big part. And Superman himself apparently has a bigger story arc and, you know, kind of gets to his true character, which is nice. Um, and then the the way the movie ends, it's not the parademons turn on Steppenwolf. Wonder Woman cuts his head off in front of Darkseid. So that's pretty epic and pretty awesome. And I think it's going to be really cool to see this different vision. We got to wait another year, but hopefully it's going to be awesome. And there's a lot of other changes and stuff too. Those are just some of the the big crazy ones that I'm excited about. Let me know, are you excited about the Snyder Cut? You can let me know here in the comments below on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're out there and everywhere. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, just look for The Night Nerd. Or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.